Welcome to the Confluence Investment Management Asset Allocation Weekly Report dated May 14th, 2021. I'm Phil Adler. The guest today is Confluence Investment Management Market Strategist Patrick Fearon Hernandez. Today, we look at the housing market in Canada. Patrick, why should the U.S. investor pay attention to the Canadian real estate market? Well, first, thanks for having me on the show, Phil. You know, ever since the U.S. housing bubble burst and touched off the great financial crisis of 2008 and 2009, some investors have gotten skittish anytime they see a really hot housing market. A lot of investors fear another housing crisis with all the same negative impacts on the broader financial markets. Since Canada's housing market is pretty hot right now, that made us think we should take a close look and see if there's anything disconcerting about the situation north of the border. How have home prices in Canada performed in recent years and throughout the pandemic compared to the United States? Well, home prices in Canada have been rising even faster than in the U.S. For example, U.S. home prices in recent months have been showing annual gains of 10 to 12 percent or so, depending on what index you use. Meanwhile, Canadian home prices have been showing annual gains of 20% or more. And that disparity goes back some time. As far back as 2017, some Canadian provinces were so concerned about foreign buyers driving up prices that they imposed special transfer taxes on homes sold to non-Canadians. So in a word, the outsized strength in Canadian home prices has been going on for several years. Well, we recognize that the home prices are high. The next question is, are they affordable? Are home prices more affordable in Canada compared to the United States? Well, the issue of affordability is a key focus for us since the risk of a correction in the Canadian housing market would be much higher if affordability got out of hand and suddenly sellers couldn't find buyers. Fortunately, however, our analysis indicates that in spite of the recent price surge, Canadian homes are still roughly as affordable as they've been over the last decade or two. And how do you actually calculate home affordability? To gauge Canadian home affordability, we like the measure utilized by the Canadian Real Estate Association. That organization calculates the monthly mortgage payment for a Canadian homeowner based on today's median home price, mortgage interest rates, and typical Canadian mortgage terms. It then compares that mortgage payment to the current median income in Canada. Right now, the calculated monthly mortgage payment equals about 40% of Canada's monthly median income. I assume, Patrick, that many aspects of the housing market in Canada are very similar to the United States. After all, both countries have been dealing with the pandemic and and the move to a work-from-home environment scenario that has led to increased demand for houses in suburbs away from densely populated cities. Am I right? Exactly. In both countries, there's been an increased desire for living space, a decline in mortgage interest rates, and ample fiscal or income support for many people. But just as important, there's been a real shortage of new inventory due to factors like reluctance to have showings in the midst of the pandemic. So you have strong demand coupled with limited supply, and that's a recipe for rising prices. Then let's focus on what's different between the housing markets in the two countries, differences which might lead to contrasting outcomes. First, 
are there regulations in Canada that might rein in price increases, regulations that don't exist in the United States? Yes. Even though there are lots of economic and social similarities between the U.S. and Canada, there are some real differences in how the two countries regulate their housing markets. Canadian bank regulation and mortgage terms are much more conservative than in the U.S. For example, government rules discourage banks from selling or securitizing their mortgage loans. The Canadian system tends to keep lenders and homeowners married for extended periods, which appears to improve underwriting standards. As evidence of that, mortgage delinquency rates are typically much lower in Canada than they are in the U.S., and that's still the case today. Zoning laws in the United States can discourage new home construction. This can lead to scarcity and higher prices. Does this same thing occur in Canada? Yes. Canadian observers often point to the same kinds of zoning issues as in the U.S., with complaints that housing is often restricted to certain areas or the zoning rules favor relatively inefficient single-family homes instead of multifamily developments. You mentioned earlier that Canadian bank mortgage terms are much more conservative. Can you go into that a little bit? How are they how do they differ than what we experience in the United States? They're actually quite different. The typical Canadian mortgage payment is calculated based on an amortization period of 25 years, and the loan matures in five years with steep penalties for early refinancing. Long-term homeowners in Canada expect to roll over their mortgage on a strict five-year schedule. Even when homeowners sell their property to buy another one, the outstanding balance on the original mortgage is usually applied to the new house. This is one reason why I said a few moments ago that the Canadian system tends to keep homeowners connected to their banks for an extended period. So would you say mortgage terms in the U.S. are looser? In many ways, yes. In the U.S., for example, you can easily choose a mortgage term of 10, 15, or 20 years rather than the standard 30 years. You can choose a fixed interest rate or an adjustable one or some mix of the two. Maybe most important of all, you can refinance with little or no penalty. In many ways, the U.S. mortgage terms can be all over the map as lenders compete for home buyers' business. Patrick, I can see how the way loans are structured and regulated in Canada might help keep delinquencies down. Are delinquencies in Canada, in fact, lower than in the United States? Not only are they lower than in the U.S., they're dramatically lower. You could almost say they're nearly non-existent. For example, Canada's mortgage delinquency rate is currently running only about one quarter of one percent. As we begin to conclude, are there lessons the U.S. can or should learn from the Canadian housing market? Comparing the two systems highlights the trade-off between regulation and efficiency. In the U.S., looser regulations means there's lots of innovation in the mortgage market, and it's more likely that some product will be developed for just about any kind of viable borrower. However, you end up with more risk and a higher level of defaults. In Canada, you get more regulation, but that serves to reduce risk for the financial system. It's a trade-off. Is a housing price bubble likely in Canada? 
Our assessment is that fast rising home prices in Canada don't pose nearly the risk that we saw in the run up to the housing crisis in the US over a decade ago. Prices are rising rapidly due to increased demand and slow to respond supply, but mortgage underwriting standards remain stringent and delinquencies remain low. In our view, it doesn't seem that Canada is facing a dangerous housing bubble at the moment. Is a housing price bubble more likely in the United States than in Canada? In fact, given the tight controls and the way the mortgage market works in Canada, we would say a housing bubble and subsequent crash north of the border is substantially less likely than in the U.S. Finally, Patrick, what is your prediction for housing prices in the near term? Well, in both the U.S. and Canada, continued healthy demand and limitations on supply are likely to keep home prices on the rise, at least in the near term. That's especially the case as long as mortgage interest rates remain low. Of course, if inflation takes off and central banks start to hike rates, that would be a threat to the housing markets. But for now, it looks like both the Federal Reserve and the Bank of Canada will be reluctant to hike rates anytime soon. Thank you, Patrick. Our discussion today is based upon sources and data believed to be accurate and reliable. We wish to state that opinions and forward-looking statements expressed are subject to change without notice. Also, this information does not constitute a solicitation or an offer to buy or sell any security. Our engineer is Dane Stoll. I'm Phil Adler. 